Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a moment and relax, put aside anything else that's going on in your life or that you happen to be involved in. Just make yourself available to to God, to your own spirit, and relax. The abilities that God has given you are yours. We talk about gifts. Well, when you give a gift, it, when you give it, it belongs to the receiver. God gave you the body he wanted you to have. God gave you the soul he wanted you to have, the mind, the will, the emotions. And as part of that package, abilities, talents, attributes of your body, attributes of your soul, came with your body and with your soul. They're all part of the gift of your body and the gift of your soul. So it's not something you need to go, I wonder if God wants me to do something with this. He doesn't think of you in terms of having gifts or abilities. He gave them to you. There's, just as a parent has the expectation that that child will learn how to walk, how to communicate, learn to talk, how to fall, how to, there's an expectation of the progression of growth for that child. Likewise, in our body, likewise in our soul. There's an expectation that we are to exercise ownership of our soul. It's not something that we need to get special permission from God for. Now, it's fine to do so. It's perfectly fine. God, is this something you want me to pursue? Is this something you want me to learn about? And it's not because he might say, no, I don't want you to learn about this. It's more likely that it's going to be, actually, I want to talk to you about this. Something else entirely. And so we do that. We put aside something we may be interested in. But we keep that in the back of our minds. I'm interested in that. Where does that interest come from? I've talked many times about if there's an interest in developing one of these abilities, that these abilities came with the gift of your soul and that the abilities will only enhance your soul being restored to your spirit. So as your soul 
as your solical abilities begin to operate and you begin to use them in whether it's making mistakes, trial and error, whatever you use them for, as you begin to use them, your whole soul increases in its connection to your spirit. So this is one of the ways we can cooperate with God as he is uniting our soul and spirit is by, what is the phrase we always use? Live and move and have our being. Well, part of that is to operate these abilities, to have these abilities functioning in our lives. And he wants us to practice just like anything else. These abilities are a part of your soul. They're not tools. They're not weapons. They're attributes. They're part of your senses. They're, they're not something apart from you. Like a weapon is something apart from you. A tool is something apart from you. Like your hands, even though they may function as weapons or tools, they're your hands. They're part of your body. Likewise, the abilities in your soul. They're not meant to be used as weapons or tools as a separate thing. They are abilities that are part of your soul that you are to learn how to use for a variety of different reasons. Now, as we learn how to use them, one of the things that we will struggle with is the responsibility of the abilities, the the honor and recognition that sometimes comes from these abilities. And that's fine. We it's fine to struggle with things. It's it's fine to question what am I supposed how am I supposed to handle this? It's great we can have conversations about that. We just never want to let anything prevent us from embracing the wonderful gifts that God has given us, our soul and our body. He's given you a sound mind. He's restoring it. He's given you a will. He's given you emotions. We're wounded in every one of those areas, but part of the restoration process is healing. Being in his presence which remember your spirit always is, and if your spirit is, your soul and your body are as well. God does his thing whenever we're in his presence. Very often we haven't the foggiest idea what he's doing. And that's often, most often, for the best. So we don't interfere with what he's doing. Abilities that you have in your soul God wants you to take responsibility for their development, for how they're used, for the credit you're going to get, the honor, the recognition. 
And likewise, the the blowback when you make a mistake or even just, you know, you're going to be accused of things. You know, there's a whole section of of Christianity that believes that we don't have these abilities, that there were abilities that were given specially for a certain period of time. And now there, there are no abilities. So if you can exercise these abilities, you're doing it out of, and a wrong direction or a wrong power or a wrong motive. And let's just trust that God knows what he's doing when he gave us these abilities. If they're functioning, and as they function, and as you learn how to use them, don't be afraid to enjoy them. Creative, it's okay to be curious. It's okay to be, you know, try things. It's okay to want to do good with them, to help people, to minister. We we learn how our soul functions through use. Just as we learned how our body functions through use. We learn how to walk, then we learn how to run. But whether it's rolling over or crawling or walking or running, by experience. You know, your mom and dad didn't hand you a little pamphlet and say, read this. It's like, no, they helped you use the muscles, the balance, the strength that you were developing to do what was next for you. Now, there isn't always a, an exact science. Some kids skip the crawling and go right from turning over to standing up and walking. That's fine. We are individuals. And so as God teaches you about the abilities that are in your soul already, he is going to teach you for you. Now having those abilities in operation, those aren't the final goal. That's not the final purpose of you having abilities. It's all about becoming one, spirit, soul, and body. But part of that process is the restoration of our soul. And that's where our wounds are healed. That's where the rejection is healed. That's where, you know, we're all believing something that's not true. And God is revealing truth, capital T, truth, his truth. Not just what is true, but who is true. Draws us to that truth. And sometimes we, we can't even comprehend the, the domino effect that learning one truth has on everything we believe. So we let him put his finger on those beliefs. And he puts us in situations where that challenge our beliefs, that challenge our strengths and weaknesses, that challenge our abilities. There's going to be times when we're going to go, I wonder how that happened. And God sometimes may explain it to us, sometimes he doesn't. Doesn't matter. It's the process that matters. But because we are 
the complex person and unique person that each one of us is draws us uniquely for each one of us. So there's going to be times when you're going to, you know, with God's guidance and direction and encouragement, come up with your own way of doing things. Now, there's plenty of books out there. There's plenty of conferences. There's plenty of, you know, prayer chains. And whatever you want is out there to help you learn about your abilities. Again, they're called gifts in many circles. We're going to call them abilities. Because there's something that came with your gift, your soul. They're not separate from your soul. They're a part of your soul. Just like your other abilities and senses, your talents, your physical talents. Say you're strong or you're fast or you're really flexible or, you know, with with the Olympics on, whatever innate talent you might have in your physical body, athleticism. That came with your body. Now, of course, all the training and the desires and the intent and the motivation and the discipline, everything that comes with that, it's the same thing in your soul. We can work to develop the solical attributes that each one of us has, but that doesn't change our nature, our spirit nature, and our relationship with God. Now, what's different different between our physical strengths and abilities and our soulical strengths and abilities is because as we change in our soul, as we receive truth and receive healing, it adds to, it contributes to the restoration of our soul. Again, I don't think the restoration of our body is anything to God. I think it's a, a blink of an eye and our soul is restored. I mean, our, our body is restored. It's our soul that's our problem. Because there's something about the process that God values. We've talked about gratitude and appreciation. Acknowledging the wonders of the God we are a part of and our, our new spirit nature that we only experience through the process. So as we learn how to use the abilities, the gifts, the these attributes of our soul, we also learn to take ownership of them. They are yours. They came with your soul. Your soul was God's gift to you. They belong to you. He wants you to take good care of them. He wants you to learn how to exercise them. So we've talked weeks before, weeks ago about are there anything, is there anything that God is drawing you to? Is he giving you a desire? Write it down. Take it seriously. Pursue it. Likewise, if not, here's, you know, the couple things to try. Prophetic word, the you know, the speaking in tongues. Uh, thinking of you know, things that the Lord wants to speak to you specifically about. In other words, increasing your ability to hear him clearly. Whatever it is, pursue it. Seriously. Make appointments with yourself. Create homework for yourself. Think of in terms of what, how, when you're learning any other skill, 
whether you're learning to do math, learning a new language, learning to get in shape, you're starting to do a, you know, a running exercise, and you come up with where are you now, where do you want to go, how are you going to get there, when are you going to get there. And you start taking your responsibility seriously. Is God in control of it all? Absolutely. Is your spirit fully on board with what God has asked you to do? Absolutely. But by taking ownership, you are acknowledging that God gave you the gift to learn with. He doesn't want it sitting in the corner. He doesn't want it ignored. He wants it valued because he values you. So part of our process is for us to learn how to value what he values, how to accept what he accepts, how to love what he loves, and that includes the abilities. He would not have given you these abilities if he hadn't expected you to embrace them. They are not to just sit in a drawer. So whatever it is that you're drawn to, miracles, healing, revelation, dreams, take them seriously. Now you may need to really be structured about it. Put it on your calendar. Three times a week before you go to bed, prepare for the Lord to give you dreams. Start journaling, start writing. How will I know it's from God? Do do dreams that come from God feel different? Can I tell they're from God while I'm having them? Be objective. He does not want us foolish. He does not want us blindly pursuing our abilities. He wants us to appreciate and value, not so we can take them apart and nitpick them, because we we already we accept their existence and we accept that they they are good things from God. We're not going to get distracted about how we're using them. Let's just learn about the abilities themselves. Uh, Speaking in tongues, make appointments with yourself three times a week. More often if you want. 20 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes. 3 minutes, 5 times a day. I used to do that at work. Every time I took a break, the first 5 minutes was being by myself and just speaking in tongues. And learning to listen to what I was saying. And there's a difference between asking for the interpretation and receiving an interpretation and simply listening to what you're saying. Now, that doesn't mean it always has to be out loud. Saying it internally is just as valid as externally. But what you'll learn is very often when you're speaking them audibly and you hear them, you double the effect it has. And you can actually be ministering to yourself by speaking audibly. Now, some of the things to ask and to seek out, to look for. These are just examples. 
is most of us at some time or another have many languages, many prayer languages, many tongues that we're speaking. Russian, German, Spanish, French. You may even have taken one of those languages in high school, for instance, or have it as a second language that you, you know, you've, you now have moved to that country and now, but you've, you've seen, you're, you're experiencing that God is using that language as a way of communicating and stirring up the other gifts. Now, tongues is really interesting because that's one of the things it does is it stirs up the other gifts. It is an opportunity to to be to make sure you're available without understanding. It's communing with your spirit without understanding the what the, even the topic. But it stirs up the other abilities that you have, and these are just ways for you to take them seriously. If you if you want to ask God for dreams every day, fine. Learn learn to take naps. Any any avenue, the gift of knowledge. You know, ask the Lord to increase your awareness, because odds are really good if you've been re-spirited, born again for any length of time, for anything above six months, let's say, or three months. Odds are really good that the ability of the word of knowledge is already operating in your life. It's already functioning. You're just not recognizing it. You're not realizing it. When you say, well, I think God is telling me, that's, a, that's partially, very often, a word of knowledge. You're sensing him speaking to you information then the word of wisdom will come along and tell you what to do with it and then remember yourself remind yourself these terms that we give these abilities you know word of knowledge word of wisdom the gift of of tongues the you know the dreams interpretation of dreams the gift of helps whatever it is those are descriptions that are given to something that exists regardless of whether they're named or not. So whether you recognize, okay, that's what this is, doesn't matter. You can call it alphabet soup. You can call it a bowling ball. You can call it, you know, uh, your favorite song. You can call it the Hubble Telescope. It doesn't matter what it's called. What matters is that you appreciate that God gave it to you. And he wants you to appreciate it by experiencing it. Not just leaving it on the shelf. Not just going, okay, I know all these things are in me. All these things are available. No, he wants you to appreciate it. And the highest form of appreciation is to use them. And that's not the, the, the main goal, but understanding he would not have given them to you. He would not have put them as part of your solical package 
if he additional hoops that you needed to jump through in order for you to experience using these abilities. They're part of the the gift he gave to you. They're now yours. Now, there's going to be things that are scary to us. It's not that the abilities are scary. But using certain abilities hits buttons in us that are attached to to bad experiences we've had in the past or the fear of uncomfortable circumstances or consequences that may happen if we exercise certain abilities. You know, think we think about when Jesus Christ was walking around and he's healing people and he raised Lazarus from the dead and he, you know, spoke words of wisdom and of life and of healing. He did wonderful things. He turned the world upside down. Now, he didn't say anything new. He exemplified the Father. And he made, he made the, he was the Word made flesh. He was God himself. As exemplified in what the religious circles were referring to in the scriptures, in their scriptures, that this is who God is and this is what he requires and this is how to know him. And he, and Jesus came along and said, I am he. I am who you've been waiting for. I am the Son of God. And he did all that by his actions, by his love, by his truth, by his honoring his Father, by the example of the power, his abilities that came with his soul. Jesus was was like us. He, he was spirit. He had a soul and he lived in the body. The big difference between us was that because he was born of the Father, his soul was never in prison like ours. His soul was always, he was born with his soul one in his spirit and his body one with his soul and spirit. So that's, that's a fundamental, huge, transformative, impossible to overcome difference is he was, Jesus was always one with the Father. But that's where we are heading, is to become one with the Father. And it's the process, it is that precise difference between us and Jesus Christ that is important for us to experience. That our soul When you came into this world, the soul God gave you was separate from him. Jesus, when he was brought into this world, his soul was one with the Father. Ours was separate. But we are in the process of being restored, and that's that's what it's all about. It's not about ministering to the world. It's not about accomplishing, growing the church or keeping people from going to to hell 
or how far can you get in heaven, or anything, or pleasing him, or honoring him, or glorifying him. You're going to do that by your very existence. And he's not up somewhere on on his throne going, oh, you know, nobody's glorified me today. My honor meter is low. He is fully one. He has no lack. He doesn't need anything from us. Now, we need to value him and appreciate him and honor him, but that's part of our soul being restored to our spirit. It comes as an expression of healing. When when God heals you and restores your soul in an area, we feel that joy and that peace and the, the, the healing, and we say, thank you, God, because that's what our soul does. That's your natural state of your soul is to be grateful. So that will be an indicator that you are on the right track with learning how your abilities work, is as you are learning about them, you will experience gratitude now there's going to be times when you are maybe even fearful or curious or don't understand it and frustrated don't let that be a distraction odds are it means there's something else going on that the Lord wants to talk to you about because it's not going to be all about the abilities Learning how the abilities work is a starting point. Just as we've talked so often about how hearing his voice is a starting point. The ability to hear his voice is just another one of those latent abilities in your soul. So we're just adding to your tool belt. So be encouraged, but be objective. So continue to drop off, you know, feedback, questions, any other Issues that need to be addressed, Diane at therainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. So thanks for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.